for joining us and for getting on board. I uh, really do appreciate it, guys. Um, this video, of course, will be for the members only of the uh, General Knowledge Podcast Patreon bonus show content. So get out all the members out there. Thanks for getting on board. And I really do appreciate the support. Likewise, if anyone out there wants to throw their hard-end dollars our way and uh, get behind uh, the, everything that we do here, Ethan's got his member content stuff. I, of course, have the, the bonus, uh, bonus show uh, for the Patreon members. So... That's how you do it. That's how you want to throw your support behind us. That's the way to do it. And you'll get bonus content like the video footage of these uh, meetings from now on, uh, as well as a whole bunch of other episodes as well. Uh, speaking of which, lads, how, how about this? I wanted to get this out there right now. And we've obviously got a whole bunch of new listeners to this show, I can tell you, around the world right now, because we've just cracked the, um, the 10,000 download mark in a month for one episode. Like that's phenomenal. Yeah, well, the last episode yeah, we cool, did, man. yeah, the inversion of reality, season four, episode six, we have cracked ten thousand. Oh, it's nearly ten and a half thousand now. Ten thousand five hundred, I should say, not ten and a half. Well, it's about ten and a half, but yeah, ten thousand five hundred downloads. It's over now, so that's fantastic. It's really good to see people getting on board from across the world. G'day to all the new listeners in the states who are listening now as well. Uh, really do appreciate you guys uh, jumping on for a listen, trying to keep up to date with what's happening in the crazy land of Oz. That's fucking the shit show. That is the the land down under. I tell you what, far out. It, uh, everywhere, yeah, we're seeing things like the UK boys getting rid of mandates left, right, and center. No masks, no fucking vaccine passports in the UK. Good old uh, Doris Doris uh, Johnson has uh, has put that out. <laughs> um, Denmark as well as another one. Gornskis, no nothing, no passes, no masks. They've just like. No, not we were ever enough of this. Uh, and yet, Australia, what are we doing? Get your booster. <laughs> fucking three shots now to be classed as fully vaccinated here in Australia. Isn't that ridiculous? Uh, Ethan, three shots, yeah, mate. mate. Are you up to date, mate? You, you've had your three uh, your booster, mate? <laughs> well, that's it, mate. Now the, the double jabbed and the unjabbed uh, are both unjabbed. So that's they're both it. not fully vaccinated. And as we've said all along, the cycle um, never ceases to stop. It's just going to continue and continue. And Atagi haven't officially announced it yet, but they've just been floating it and floating it, seeing what the public demand is, and they're expected to do it very soon. But 
Dan Andrews was at his press conference, what was it, today? Yeah, I think it was this afternoon. Mm-hmm. And what he say is he was saying, no, you need to get your third dose. It's not, we should stop calling it a booster because then people yeah, think it's, it's optional. <laughs> yeah. It's not. And then he said, and then once we get to three doses, I will see about four and five down the future. But but let me just say vaccines work and just quickly <laughs> change the subject. So he's already admitted four, five. It never ends, mate. <laughs> That's right. That's Crazy. what I mean. I, I, bit, I sort of had the sentiment today, Andy. Remember when I was talking to you, I said, I think I even mentioned it to Danis as well. I was like, in my point of view, it feels like this can't just keep going on here as well. Like, I know it seems to be just rolling on, Ethan, and they just keep doing this. Like, you've just given us an example of. But in my gut, in my, in my soul, Andy, I, I'm sitting there thinking, this can't keep going, surely. There's, there's an end date to this. There has to be. The wheels of it's like the, the fucking trolley that just won't go straight in the mall in the shopping center car park. You know, you just it's like that. It's just it's all over the shop. They don't know what they're doing, but it's going to get into that shopping, you know, the shopping trolley return base sooner or later. It's gonna it's gonna end. It's gotta get there. You know what I mean? Like it can't go on, surely, Andy. What do you reckon? Oh mate. Well, we we're saying today, like, you know, like two years, two years of this BS. And people are still like driving their cars on their own with their mask on. So, so, you know, like, while I agree, I totally agree with you. It's like, and then I get in the mode of being around, you know, some, some people like yourselves and, you know, others, other people that I would call friends. And, and then, then I get a whack of like what it's like out in the community. You know, and like, like I don't know, I had a meeting during the week and, and the big boss came into the meeting that and he refused to shake my hand because of COVID and then tried to do this elbow yeah. thing and, and all of and all the stuff. You could see the staff, like, before the boss came down into the meeting, like, all the staff, like, you know, like, were off or down. In, as soon as this bloke walked into the room, they all whipped them back on and everyone was... You know, like their shoulders went all stiff and tight and everything like that. It's just, I don't know, the program is still running strongly out It there, is. You know, I know. And that's why so stories of- from overseas give me hope. When I start to see the UK saying no more and these other countries here and there, still, you know, bit by bit, they seem to be just going, laugh, like we've had enough, like no more. You know, if people want to get the vax, go and get it. It's there if you want it. You know, otherwise, business as usual, let's just move on. You know, like, I just hope that fucking comes here sooner or later. It's got to, excuse me, it has to. Like, it, they can't keep this up for much longer, surely. Like I said, well, I mean, think, the trolley's got three think, wheels, even, you know? Yeah, well, it's, it, you, you'd, you'd think so. But one of the key things that you see when you look at what's happened in the United Kingdom and everything that's pulling back, you know, Boris said, because of, the great efforts of the UK going out and getting all of their booster shots, we can now relax things. Whereas here in Australia, because we've been so behind, we haven't even got our booster shots. So the same cycle and chaos is at least going to go until the first booster shot has reached Australia. It could be mandates. It could be everything that's happening. But six months, you maybe. remember, as, as we've been going through this stuff over the past six months or so, or the last year here in Australia, they've been going through similar protests and waves and their own problems over there, but it's been for the booster. So I anticipate that ours isn't over yet because we haven't 
gone through that stage because we're still behind. Now, I don't know where it will evolve after that. I've got my suspicions. But for now, I think that the booster is going to be the, the main drive. Will they mandate it and, and do the no jab, no job that we've already seen from the last episode? They've started doing that. So yeah. is it going to become a massive issue? I think that it is. I don't think, I think at least for the booster period, because they need to get the booster in as part of their PZP psychology. Um, I think that it's going to be a, a still a big issue over here in Australia for sure. Mm. Yeah, it's a shame though, because like I said, you, you get this hope. I mean, maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's a bit of that hopium sitting in where I'm going like, surely this can't go on for much longer. But I do. I, I just something in me just sees a, a an end date. I see a, the top, the clock's ticking. It's running down. They start to get desperate. They do stupid stuff. You know, as in the government, I mean, saying things. Um, they make these ridiculous rules up that people would just be like, no, nah, so I've had enough, no more, and then something happens. I don't know. We, we do have elections coming up, though, too, don't we? This this year, May, apparently, perhaps. Is that right? Do you, is it May? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so I, I think that that's going to also be, as we've said for weeks, you know, we've just talked about how I, I predicted it, there's just going to be a big social dynamic. Remember at the end of 2020 from november till january everyone just forgot about coronavirus for the big donald trump elections Mm. it could be the same here where there's a period where people forget about that and it's all just election 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 for sure Well, there will be that's because it it just comes into the news cycle and we can't avoid it anyway um but yeah you're right i just think that maybe like there's we've seen certain politicians like there's always an exit strategy for these things you know i mean they there's always a plan to end it, to get out of it, to go on to the next thing, whatever the next plan might be, um, whether that's a currency issue or climate issue, whatever they're going to throw at us next. Even people are even you know talking about, I mean, it's, it's entered the zeitgeist now with a new virus narrative. I mean, we've already heard that come up a few times. Old Billy Gates has uh, risen from his coffin a couple of times uh, and put, you know, put aside, <laughs> put aside the divorce hearings to, uh, to to throw out there things like Marburg and all this sort of bullshit. Like, you know, I've heard that come up a couple of times. Um, so there's something I, I always there's got to be an, to me there's an exit strategy somewhere. It's it's I guess it's just on us to kind of figure it out ahead of time maybe and get ahead of the curve. I don't know if it's just sort of the way I I kind of look at it. You know, my my yeah, main I don't worry, think go for it. Yeah, sorry. No, I was just going to say, I don't think it's going to go back to normal. It's just, as you say, we need to predict sort of where it's going to transform into, whether it's climate, you know, as Gerald Salente says, when all else fails, they send you to war. You know, they're building up the Ukraine, Russia, US support for a a war type thing, you know, like. That's a real wag the dog moment, that one. Yeah, a real wag the dog type (laughs) thing. That one is. 100%. So all types of avenues, like how is it going to transform? Where is it going from here? And I think it could be a combination of them all, mate. We just need Mm. to find out. But it's certainly they're not going to just relinquish back to normal easy. No. my And I was just about to say my greatest concern, and and, I mean, Andy, you've probably heard this from some of the people in the groups and people with kids and stuff too, is what are they going to do? We've, We've talked about them where they've put off the start of the term for two weeks, you know, Seniors are going back. My daughter starts back online tomorrow. My son's not back in school until the 7th of February. And then it's only a week of online for seniors, I've been told, which is Indy, my daughter. Um, but my son's still in, you know, in the lower grade. So there starts then. 
but there's all this worry now. And then I, I keep seeing these things on the news talking about how student, like um, children, the, the 12 to whatever that age, 12 to 16, whatever the high school children and, and primary school children age groups are, are under-vaccinated apparently. And we haven't had our enough COVID shots for them and they haven't had the boosters and all this sort of stuff. They keep throwing this out there in the news. So I'm like, yeah, that, there is that. It's in the back of my mind. There's that worry. Is that going to be um, in a week's time? Are we going to see a press conference? Are we going to see that thrown out? Oh, if you want to go to school, no, nah, we've made a decision. Got to have the shots to go to school. Well, fuck me. You know, they're going to, I just feel they're going to throw that on people with a little bit, with only a little bit of notice. Um, you know what I mean? Because I think there's a lot of a lot of students have that. Like my, my daughter is like the only one of all of her friends that hasn't had the shot. Same with my son. All of his mates, they've all had it. Even his foot, like he's all, except for one that he knows of actually. Um, so, I mean, so I'm like, I'm wondering, is this just a scare tactic to say that the numbers are low to, to then throw out another mandate? You know, like got to have the boosters, got to have the shots to go to school, you know? I mean, Andy, when we went to that protest, uh, Musgrave Park, the last one, um, you know, they're setting up all these groups with the teachers and the students and, you know, like homes, not, not, you know, the home education kind of systems and stuff, you know, which is awesome that they're getting that in yeah. place. Hey? But there's a reason yeah, for yeah, that yeah. because people have that genuine worry that it's going to go pear-shaped for them. Well, it's just this, this push will never end, you know. It'll, it'll just never, ever go away. And they're coming for the kids because the kids are the, the future for this whole thing. This is how mm. these... You know, say, say, you who know, was it saying can, that they wanted the, the, the zero to five year olds um, jabbed up as well? Someone said that just recently. Was that old Schwabby? Did Schwabby come out saying that? Klaus Schwab? Someone, uh, I know someone said it recently. I heard it. They, they're like, oh, we've done the five to 11s and that's all going ahead, you know. But now they want that zero to five year old group now. You know, they want everyone. They want the newborns to, to well, to, to everything, to every age group. Um, yeah. Well, they've been they've been jabbing, you know, pregnant mothers for a long time, haven't they? So well, it doesn't true. surprise me one little bit. Mm. So yeah. Well, they're definitely coming for the kids. They're definitely coming, and this will not stop. Mm. No, this they won't stop. If you look at the the Welcome Trust, well, is, as is in that the UK W E. Um, yeah. So it's it, it's essentially, if you know DARPA, what DARPA does for U.S. intelligence, you know, sort of advanced research that. They're calling the Welcome Trust is the, or it's more so the Welcome Leap division of the Welcome Trust, which is the largest pharmaceutical um, corporation beneficiary sort of donors in the world, this private organization. And the Welcome Leap is the DARPA equivalent for health now, which they've launched during the COVID-19 crisis. And Regina Dugan, who was a former head of DARPA, is a part of it. And they've said, as part of their first thousand days program that in the future we can intervene with babies within the first 1000 days. And it makes us, you know, she goes on it. It makes a tremendous difference to the, the, the difference of babies' lives. You know, we can pick up on illnesses and diseases and degeneration and all this type of stuff by just embedding some technology within them. You know, we can just embed and, and we can do some genome monitoring, not just for COVID-19, but for all types of diseases. And they're already testing this type of stuff about how can we get them from 
you know, as, as young as we can. I'm going to show it now. Yeah, for people. You. Yep. So you guys can see that. Yeah. So if you, if you're listening, we've got, if you go to the welcome leap.org two L's um, and we're on the first thousand days network here. So you can take them through general, as you can see, there's a lot of um, important people that are a part of that and tells you all about it. Yeah. Lots of big universities from around the world are all part of this sort of thing. You know, uh, we all know what a difference a day makes. The first 1,000 days can make all the difference to a child's start in life, perhaps more so than we ever understood before. In this early period, we develop critical cognitive abilities such as executive function and self-regulation. By the end of the first 1,000 days, a child's individual executive function performance changes their odds of dealing successfully with opportunities and obstacles they face in life. Well-developed EF improves a child's chances for long physical, neural, and mental health, reduces the pace of aging, and underpins greater productivity and prosperity. Indeed, if EF is underdeveloped, it has significant consequences. We know that children with underdeveloped executive function, EF, uh, at age three represent about 20% of the population, but make up nearly 80% of adults who are likely to require some sort of societal or economic assistance. So how do we assess and promote healthy development in the first 1,000 days? Doesn't it just sound magical and wonderful? Doesn't that sound oh, so... Oh, they make it sound good. They, yeah. they sell it well. <laughs> hey, like listen to it. They throw you some statistics, talking about what they know, all the things that they've seen. Here we go. We've got program goals down here now. Develop a fully integrated model and quantitative measurement tool of network development in the first 1,000 days. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> Seriously. Sufficient <laughs> to predict EF performance, uh, sorry, EF formation before a child's first birthday with 80% predictive validity for EF outcomes at age three. Uh, fuck me. Like, honestly, that is just gobbledygook to me. I don't even know what the fuck that's, they're even trying to say there. Um, but what it does, what it comes across is that they've got this plan for, you know, the first three years of your child's life that they want to set a standard for, well, for everyone really, don't they? That's, uh, that seems to be what they're proposing there anyway. Yeah, that's it. Like if you watch, um, some of Regina Dugan's sort of interviews talking about this, she's sort of gone into that, but if you, um, yeah, if I think it was, they're, they're talking about sort of biosensors and everything to start with and wearable technology. And then she mm. said, we're going to evolve into being able to read this EF performance over the first thousand days through, um, you know, technology, eventually, hopefully embedded in the skin, you know, this yeah. is, well, I think, and the first time I heard about that was on the Corbett report, James Corbett was talking about that. Um, I did, yeah. I remember the one crazy. the one thousand day thing, yeah, with him as well. But yeah, they're yeah. talking on here about you know reducing, potentially reducing the risk of uh, childhood obesity by twenty percent. And I mean, uh, that's not exactly a problem for most of the world. It's really just you know the US and probably the UK and you know Westernized kind of countries. You know what I mean? But this is all Westernized science and you know all this sort of shit. So who is it really? It's not you know are they targeting? their whole world with this stuff because i'm sure childhood obesity isn't affecting you know kids in thailand or some shit you know what i mean like and that's it and it's always the cover mate you you talk about the language you know we see mm. this with elon musk when he talks about his human brain chip trials oh well have you lost your hearing 
well, this, this chip that's going to be in your brain can just spark those neurons again. You'll be able to hear again. We won't be able to have degenerative diseases because this chip inside your head will latch onto your brain and make it all wonderful again. And they make it sound like it's going to cure chronic illnesses, which they're creating in the first place. You know, exactly. phase one of the Epsilon agenda over the last 50 years you know, attacks against the endocrine system and everything that's in our environment and food and whatnot, they've caused it. And now they want to come out with the solution. Oh, we're going to solve it. Mm -hmm. You really think they want to solve it when they caused it in the first place? It's always, to me, a cover for something else, for, for greater control. And it's bit that of, same um, language. Mate. Yeah, a bit of a Hegelian dialectic there, cause the problem and offer the solution as well. But here we go. It says here, we routinely measure height and weight to assess a child's physical health. We also need objective, scalable ways to assess a child's cognitive health. Well, there you go. There's, uh, there's your implant technology right there, hey? Um, talk about, <laughs> yeah. yeah, talk about getting right into it, hey? Far out. So it's no longer, it's not, it's not about promoting healthy family lifestyles and, you know, healthy, you know, all that sort of stuff. It's not about the family unit anymore. It's about... The system now has a way that you need to raise these children or how we're going to raise your child, basically, is what it's all about. You know, that's that's basically what they're saying. It's, it's the I saw an article. Friend of the family, sorry. Exactly, mate. It's the end of the family. I saw an article that said, and we already know that the sort of cultural Marxist doctrine of since the counterculture era has sort of destroyed the family unit. But now I saw an article the other day that said, we need to rethink what it means to to be a parent you know your child is no longer the possession of you solely and it was talking about how it needs to be more of a community thing this was a mainstream media publication i'll have to find it but they were saying we need to reimagine this concept of parent ownership and we're seeing now an article that come out yesterday where they a doctor was coming on saying yeah children can absolutely get vaccinated yep, without their without parents consent. consent that's right i saw that so too. they're yeah, so like all of these things, and they're, they're noteworthy in their own to talk about those stories, but it's to that point they're trying to not only destroy the family unit but then reimagine what the whole parent-child dynamic is in, 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 a, in a sense that we have as much ownership over your child, us being the state and entertainment and everything that comes with it, as you do. Mm. And, yeah. I think that that is a, it's a very frightening dynamic that they're trying to push. Yeah. And that's why it's so important to like these groups, Andy, you know, building more community, getting to know more like-minded people and all that sort of stuff. It's so important. Mate. And speaking of which today, when I caught up with you, what, what I said, you needed to mention this on the show. Do you remember what it was about what, what seems to have <laughs> disappeared from the zeitgeist? What are we no longer hearing about after? And it was such a big deal. Do you remember what it was? I don't. Can you refresh my mind? Oh, Unions. Unions? Remember all the tradie stuff? Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Where did where did they all go? Like, where did all that go? What was what happened? I mean, it was were there secret so deals done? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, that, that seems logical. Yeah. It seems logical to me to for it to suddenly disappear so quickly. Someone someone must have thrown all of those tradies, you know, a bit of a, like a bone so that they don't have to be vaccinated or whatever. Because sure enough, they all didn't do it. So yeah, that kind of just piqued our interest, Andy, uh, Ethan, when we were chatting today, we were like, yeah, that was a massive deal. Like we were writing articles, we were covering so much stuff, it was 
you know, that was kind of when real Rakshan hit the limelight. You know, it's all about the tradies and the unions and all sorts of stuff. And then gone, just gone. Where did it go? What happened? Yeah, like we don't hear about any of it anymore. None of them seem to be speaking out. No union reps, no, no more protests, no people hitting, you know, you know, groups talking about it anymore. Like it just disappeared altogether. Very strange. Actually, it seems, it seems like Melbourne in whole has gone fairly dark in the last, like, three or four weeks, actually. Separated from Australia now, just like WA. I swear the country's really <laughs> just so, sort of Queensland, New South Wales, and South Australia. <laughs> the rest of it's gone. Like, yeah, where to go? Yeah. Like the new land. I think WA comes yeah. spooky. I think there, there are a lot of their movements sort of infractured down there, honestly. You know, not only just from... After the tradies protests, you know, we covering on TOTT news, the counterterrorism sort of blocking them for the next week, you know, nobody able to get out of any area and sort of infiltrating every group. But I think that you would see that there was, you know, Victorian Freedom Group and then Melbourne Freedom Group. And there, there was like multiple personalities and multiple groups there. And as the scene sort of got weird at the end of last year with the freedom ball happening and all of this mm. inner fighting that's been going on. I think Melbourne has sort of been fractured because of that, you know, like they didn't get the bill still passed. They didn't kill the bill. Dan Andrews just got permanent pandemic powers when they yep. were at the height of their protests. You know, I think that there's been a lot of deflating and like, I'm not blaming them. It's, could you imagine if we were in Queensland going through as many protests as they have since September? You know, I could assume, I can understand if people are deflated, you know, but I think that there's been a lot of fracturing down there just because of personalities and the length of things and results and everything and inner fighting, you know, it's, it's pretty crazy. But that's, I've, I've always said that's just naturally what happens to the truth movement. It's always destined in every circle to do that. The psychology mm-hmm. is always been that way it's unfortunate yeah it's very it's unfortunate and it was just curious we just had that sort of came up and we kind of just wondered what happened to it you know it just seemed to disappear um before we move on to the next the next topic though boys i will i've already shown it on camera oh here we go this meeting will end in 10 minutes oh it's already given me a warning (laughs) 10 minutes to go (laughs) never mind it's all right we'll wrap it up after 40 minutes this one but here we go so look look what arrived in the mail oh come on don't don't Blur out on me, you fucking... <laughs> Why is it doing that? Yeah, I'll hold it there. There we go. There's the... Uh... Conspiracy beery. Conspiracy beery. There we go, folks. For the listener, for the viewers out there, uh, I'm going to make sure that my members get one sent to them as well. So if you're listening to this, make sure you get in touch, me, uh, in touch with me. I've got a lot of your addresses, so I can send a lot of you some stuff. But some of you, I don't know where you are. Get in contact with me via the Patreon uh, site or the app, whatever. Send me a text and let me know where you are. And I'll send one to you guys because you're my supporters. So you'll get one of those. But anyone else who wants, uh, who's interested in grabbing a stubby cooler, um, they're pretty cool. They're, they're a good talking point. They've got, uh, as you see on the, I'll get a bit closer there. Don't you fucking block. There we go. So you've got Conspiracy Beer. You've got obviously the big vax, skull and crossbones, chemtrails at the top there. You've got a bit of 9-11 happening. Moon landing being filmed, and of course the old alien head there. So there's just some cool talking points there for people if you're at a party or a gathering, and they're like, "What do you got on there?" And you go, oh, I have a conspiracy beer, you know. And you can start talking about some theories and stuff to folks, you know. Just a good way to to bring up some conversations into what people talk about stuff. So, and of course, uh, support your boys, the old General Knowledge Podcast, GKP, um, GKP. 
<laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm going to have those. So if anyone wants them, you can get the. I'll send them to you within Australia. You can get two of them for ten bucks, including postage. So I'll, I'll send them out, but I'll put some details and tell everyone how to do that in the show notes as well. So if you are interested in a cool stubby cooler, you get two of them, ten bucks, and I'll send them out to you as well uh, in the post, regular post. All good. Um, yeah. So moving on, uh, I've just sort of show those as well. They came the other day. Make sure I'll make sure you get one as well, Ethan. Of course, Andy's got his today. <laughs> Uh, awesome here we go so happening in canada right now the massive truck moving now we've only got about eight minutes to go so we'll get into this right now uh, we could always just start another one and you just put them together in some together. program no, that's yeah, true maybe. look if, if we find that we're running out of time or we're running over or we need to keep talking then so be it we'll i'll just splice the two videos together and keep the audio and put them together we have that ability awesome. but here we go all right let me just actually i'll just quickly screen share it now so can see what I'm going to share here. Let's bring it up. Uh, so a bit of uh, oh, this is Italy actually joining in. So Italy's now joining the party. Uh, you don't really need the audio of this. They're just honking horns and stuff. So Italy's now joining the uh, massive truck protests as well. Good to see. And I just shared one. Here we go. So this is happening. Actually, I don't want to play the audio anyway, even if I, I did connect it because it's just horns honking. It's really loud. Um, but here we go. So they've arrived in Ottawa. Obviously, yeah, 100,000 truck drivers in Canada heading to the capital in uh, Ottawa. They've apparently rocked up a few hours ago. They've all started rolling in now, coming from across the country, even coming from the US. Obviously, to protest all the mandates happening over there in Canada, the Canadians have had enough they are fed up they're sick of trudeau's government boys they've had enough of all this shit and uh it's time for a change good to see to me that's wonderful to me i love that kind of activism sort of stuff i really hope not only do they do it here in australia but they do it well enough to make an impact um yeah it's probably going to cause a bit of pain and all that sort of stuff but it seems to me though that I don't know, maybe the Canadian, because their population is roughly the same as ours. They're not a massive, they don't have a huge population. They're, they're about 30 million, I think. Um, again, if we're to believe the numbers, but they're about the same, they're only a bit more than us. Obviously, huge space over there, of course. Um, but that kind of show of force with that 100,000 truckies and people leaving their homes, leaving their, heading to the capital on massive convoys, to me, that speaks volumes of what the people are actually like there. It seems to me that most, like that, that seems to me like a large portion of the population, boys, is um, is speaking up. They had enough. They want no more of this, and they want it to end. And they want it to end right now. Um, is, is everyone else getting that kind of vibe, or is this is this just like one of those fads that you think is going to just sort of kick along and will disappear? Andy, you go first, brother. Um, look, yeah, you can't roll that many trucks in the thing and just have it like fizzle out, right? I think this is quite serious. Um, they're going to blockade. They have to blockade it, be... it and stay there. They can't leave now. Now that they're there, they can't leave yeah, yeah, yeah. until they get what they want. Yeah. Otherwise, you give up. I mean, they win. I mean, I just, I just hope that they don't go soft on the whole thing. I mean, if hmm. all of those drivers locked up all of the vehicles all in, in the inner city and then all marched on and into Parliament and removed the people. That would be powerful. 
And yeah. I, you know, let's let's see anyway. Let's yeah. It's definitely I, one I'd to like keep to know an eye on. Hey. Actual plan. Yeah. Well, definitely. I'd like to know what the actual plan is because somebody somebody must have an actual plan. Surely they're not just making it up as they go along. I don't know, Ethan. What are you, what are your thoughts on that, mate? I think it's it's good to see. You know, I think, you know, we definitely had the opportunity to do similar, make world headlines, and I think that's the most important thing that's come of this. You know, it's made world headlines. I've seen a lot of commentators talking about this all over the world, a lot of people joining in, and they're doing it because they don't want mandates to come in. They're at the stage now where they're introducing mandates, so this country just rolled over and let all the mandates come in. But they're potentially about to lose all of their employment. So they're taking a stand and commend, I commend them for it. You know mm. what I mean? Even if it's not, you know, there's a lot of people that are skeptical, you know, that it's not really hundred thousand trucks, even if it's 20,000, you know, it's still really good to see. And it really has backfired just with the people there, the support there with all uh, their, their prime minister over there who's gone into hiding. He said it was a fringe lunatic minority and, now all of a sudden he's gone into hiding and you know you've you've got some of the biggest names in the world saying come out of hiding you coward etc etc so it's made an impact and well done to them and you know there's apparently convoys heading down to canberra here we'll have to see what happens but um good on the canadians yeah yeah it's awesome there's some really good video footage out there um i'll try and download a couple and and we'll put some links into it as well. Um, for the listeners out there, if you're if you're on Telegram, you want to um, get into involved in the group and uh, see a lot of the videos that I share and stuff. It's uh, just look, look me up. It's at General underscore Maddox, and you can uh, say good day, and I'll throw you in the group. Um, there was some, yeah, there's some pretty cool, <laughs> good memes already starting. You know, with Trudeau getting, leaving the country and. Uh, all that sort of shit. You know, the Simps- there was some, the Simpsons predicted it once again. You know, they got Trudeau leaving the office and trying to scurry away down the building and stuff. I'm sure you've seen them those already. They're pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, it's good. I, I, I agree. I, but I think I agree with Andy. I get, they need to have a really good plan in place. Um, they need to not just go there and go, oh, we're here. And then, uh, Oh, here for a couple of days, and then we'll go home. Like they can't do that. They've got to, like I said before, they've they get there, they're going to have to force change while they're there. They can't, they can't back down because the minute they back down and they all go home and it, and it ends, it'll be like um, what was the one in America, um, Ethan, uh, the Wall, Wall Street one. What was that Occupy one again? Wall Street. Occupy, Occupy Wall Street. Wall Street. Yeah. Lasted a few weeks, you know, a couple of months maybe, and then but it didn't do anything. Didn't change anything, you know. Yeah, just I was at Occupied Brisbane, mate. There you I go. was there, yeah, but for all that um, time. All the and then there were police escorting them out and stuff. You know, yeah. really, yeah. So but, this is um, similar. We need to occupy shit. Yeah, that's right. But trucks, imagine like trucks blockading an entire city like that is going to cause uh, massive havoc. And it's not like they can come in and start towing them away because, well, they just can't do that. There's one by one. They'll just pull in another one. You know what I mean? By the time they get one towed away, another one's already probably taking its place. Um, but look, there are convoys happening around Australia. Um, Europe, there's a European freedom convoy as well. Let's get organized. We will coverage, converge on Brussels as a united Europe. Uh, but they've also got Europe convoy, Canada convoy, Australia convoy, Finland, Netherlands, Czechoslovakia, Belgium, America, French, uh, more to come as well. So this is all happening via Telegram for the most of it. So 
simply look up on Telegram, Official Convoy to Canberra, that's the Australian one. Uh, and there are separate groups uh, after that. Looks like it's going to cut us out very shortly, boys. But if it does, we will, uh, I might just do a quickly do another one and then we can wind it up just after that. So uh, it's going to get a few seconds before it cuts me off. So I might just end it quickly there and we'll I'll hash these videos together. Okay, boys, so stay with me. All right, All right cool, re-recording now. I mean, uh, yep, so official convoy to Canberra, just like as left off in the last conversation there, all that information, again, on Telegram uh, for anyone interested, wanting to support it, get along, you know, there's truck, there's truck, we all seem to, everyone seems to know a truck driver somewhere who's got these big rigs. Um, I don't know, I, I really do hope that they have an impact here and they do do it and they get into Canberra and they blockade Can Canberra as well. I just, I don't personally feel like it's going to have a big impact here in Australia. I think Canada is where it's at. Saw a few examples, like I said, in Italy, they're doing a few things in a few other countries as well. I don't know, I just get that sense that it's a little bit too late for that to happen here. Like you said, we've the mandate's already in place now. They're just starting to bring them in over there. But here we've already got it. We're, we're, we're phases past that sort of point now. But look, if it has, yeah. I don't know, what would their goal be, do you think, if they, I mean, I don't really want to put words in their mouth, but what are they trying to do here? Are they wanting to end vaccine mandates here in Australia, do you think, guys? Is it about, because um, I know a lot of these guys in these trucking companies have been pressured. They've got to have constant tests to go anywhere. They've got to have, some of them have to go have their different, have their vaxes in, in order to cross state lines. You know, it's crazy. They've been forced to do a lot of this stuff and a lot of them, you know, supporting families and all that sort of stuff. So it's pretty tough. Yeah, well, I'd hope something happens. You know, I saw one uh, fundraiser's got like seventy or eighty thousand dollars so far. So oh, I hope that it is good. going to make an impact, and it's not just you know another merry-go-round that people donate their money for, thinking that they're going to you know make some change. With you know, you got to watch out for that within the alternative scene here in Australia. But hopefully, it does have an impact. I've seen some videos of things going down, but there's not a lot of trucks is one thing you know it's just mm. they've started saying now bikies and if you've got vans and everything so it just seems like just convoys yeah, are heading down in some videos and there's been people supporting on the side of the road but you know we'll, we'll see what happens i'm just here to report things you know i've always said you know the, the approach should be to just split alternative systems and, and and do that whole route but i hope they do have an impact but mm -hmm. you're right general you know you remember we had the I stand with truckies hashtag right. was going off in yeah. September. You know what I mean? Yeah. If we would have made an impact then before the mandates come in, that would have made international news. We were already the focus of the world and we still are because yeah. it's just crazy down here, but that would have made an impact. And unfortunately two truckies went on the Logan motorway and just pissed everyone off and got, you know, interviewed by channel nine. And that was it, you know, yeah. like I think that Australia, Unfortunately, we always need to see someone else do it first and we don't take it into our hands. And we always, yeah. whether it's yellow vest or whether it's whatever movement it is, we were like, oh, now we can do it because we see it and we see we can't. I want people to just come up with these ideas themselves, but not to be a negative, Nancy. Hopefully there is some type of an impact. You know, there'll probably be people um, that, you know, are really angry with it. And I've already seen on Twitter most of the public that have, because that's the problem too, mate. It's already large portions of the population vaccinated that are just like, what are you doing this now for? We're yeah. free again type yeah, stuff. So yeah. it's just going to be of a, a social dynamic. And because now you know, it's going to be all political now because, you know, uh, 
Craig Kelly's been tweeting about it and promoting it and everything. So yeah, it's same the political with, aspect. Um, yeah, the One Nation guys too. Mal- Malcolm's yeah. voice and stuff, yeah. Yeah, so there'll be a political aspect for the media and stuff. So we'll have to see what happens, hopefully. Yeah, I don't want it to be... And freedom. I don't want to come across as being a, as being pessimistic or even optimistic about stuff. I, I To me, I, I like to consider myself to be more of a realist and things. And I just call it how I feel about it at the time and how I see that it's happening. Because to me, that's the, just the reality of the situation. Um, yeah. Andy, what's your I thoughts? Always, oh, sorry, Ethan. Just yeah, before just we, before we cross I'll, to you, throw Andy. Throw to you, just, Andy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'll throw to you. But, but just before, the, my one thing that I like to say is I don't like to give out false fear. I also don't like to give out false hope, right? We just do the neutral ground and just report it as it is, like journalists should be. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see. But what do you think, Andy, about all this truckers convoy? Do you think it's going to have an impact? Visually, it's very good, isn't it? Mm. Um, It's like large vehicles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's it's visually um, and look, you know, everything works on energy. You know, if we can, if we can, like, move enough energy with the people, you know, in the right direction, then then we can start begin to get change. You know. If you, if you haven't really got the majority of the people or even close to the majority of the people on your side and you rush parliament and you, you, know, you, you push your way through guards and police and things like that and smash up parliament and, and basically like, uh, uh, you know, like arrest parliament, then you become a terrorist and the media will have a field day from you. You, you want to do it really, really concisely and properly so i hope the hope the organizers have thought it through mm-hmm. and i hope that it's not just going to be a flash in the pan like you said general like you know yeah those two trucks that sort of hold it held it out and those two trucks there was meant to be 50 right and they they did come with an agreement that there was going to be 50 odd trucks like blockading the m1 um in southeast queensland and only two turned up so, you know, like, I mean, I just hope that, that these boys can hold their balls and sort of follow through with, with, with a well-executed plan. Because to me, it seems like that these, these, the Canadians were a bit of a sleeping giant. You know what I mean? Like, you, don't, you, you didn't really hear too much. Yeah, you see the odd protests and all that sort of stuff happening over in Canada there. And, you know, there's some, uh, there's some pretty good things happening. It was awesome. Like, it was good to see. But you weren't really seeing major change and all this stuff. You weren't really seeing, you weren't really getting a vibe of what the people over in Canada were kind of feeling and thinking about to, to a large degree. And now that this convoy thing has started, you know, you just, the, the people from towns everywhere that they seem to be passing through, it's like the whole town comes out and they're giving them food, they're giving them water, like then they're in full support of everything they're doing, even though they're like, congested the entire highways no one can sort of go anywhere because all this whole convoy is rolling through their towns but they love it they're like this is great yeah they think it's wonderful and i'm and good that's that's what i want to see to me that's awesome like the the, the people over there was just this awakening giant that's just going oh what you know we have a chance to do something all right let's get behind it you know whereas here in, in australia yeah. that chance seemed was it was it even here like it's was it is it has it come and gone or you know, it's, it's, it's too far. We're too far along now. It just seems to, to kind of do something about it. But maybe if we see the success, if they have some success over in Canada, we see change and we see them go, all right, 
we're going to listen to what the people say and we're going to not do the mandates and we're going to, you know, we're going to hear what the, you know, we hear your voice or whatever. If they, if they can actually stop the mandates and have some actual change and they do the right thing over there, that can then snowball to the rest of the world. Anyone who then takes part in these convoys and stuff, Absolutely. I think that we need to see it. Like, that's what I mean. It can't fail, guys, in Canada. If there's Canadians listening to this, you can't fail. You need to get this through. You need to be successful with this. You need to go there into Ottawa and stay there. I don't care what you do, camp, whatever. Yeah. You've got to go there. You've got to stay there. You're going to need to blockade that entire city and bring it to its knees, bring the entire political system over there to its knees until they do exactly what the people want because um, yeah. we're all we're kind of riding on it you know what I mean the success of this could go a very long way is what I'm trying to say um, if you so can, can, if you so can, can the roll, failure yeah if you can if they can roll Trudeau that'll be that'll be like be said, awesome. that'll be a um, a huge snowball rolling down a hill mm. that will gather a lot of speed because you know Trudeau is is, little commie bastard. Is a huge, yeah. It's a huge win, you know. He is one of the one of the high high politicians, one of the high globalists that need to come down. But you know, like the difference. I, I wondered. I'm not so sure what how the trucking industry works in America, but um, the trucking industry in Australia used to be a lot of owner drivers. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, and important. we have. We have really swung over to you know the likes of like Toll and Lindsay Lynn Fox, Fox, yeah, you know, and, and all of this sort of stuff. They own a lot of trucks, and a lot of owner drivers have like dropped off and now become company drivers. So, um, no, you couldn't imagine. I know I, what you're saying. You couldn't imagine a whole bunch of Toll guys or Fox drivers no. just taking that, you know, going to work. Yep, uh, grab me load, whatever. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead to Canberra. You know, like. They're going to be like, no. well, you just stole that vehicle. You know what I mean? That's what they're going to say. Yeah. They're going to try and probably imprison all those drivers if they do something like that. Oh, so you're right. I don't. I'm, I don't know what the what the, the trucky situation is, or um, what do they what do they call them over in the states and stuff? Truckers or truckers? Or, truckers. Yeah. I don't know but what they're don't like. Forget, over there. Don't forget, too, general. A lot of a lot of American truckers have like. Um, you know, driven north to take part yes. in this event. Yeah, they've crossed the border too. You know, Canadians. Yeah. Um, so I think someone very well organised is behind all of this. So you know, like all we can do is is watch. Mm. You know, mm. but, um, it'll be so it'll be so fantastic. Like we we're saying just before, if one of these, if Trudeau can be rolled, um, it'll certainly give a lot of inspiration for our people on the ground here to do similar things to our politicians. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, just got to watch it. Just got to watch out because we just and that's the thing. We we we're just on this desolate island, disconnected from everyone. And I think the social dynamics are just so different here, as you mentioned, Andy. Great point about the tolls and the trucks and and how the dynamic could be a lot different here. You know, there's there's a lot of things that here that are different in terms of public response and stuff. I mean, general, you mentioned people giving them food and whatnot mm. um, and the support from the people. It's because Canada, even before Corona, realised that their prime minister was a crook. They realised that Trudeau was a crook straight away, right? So they've all already he's been unpopular within the, the populace there. You know, there's people throwing eggs at him and trying to push him and, and getting arrested and all this stuff that we've seen multiple times. So they've understood that, whereas Australians, you know, there's a large 
populace of our country that are just bootlickers to Scott Morrison and this sort of liberal dynamic. And they make Labor so bad that people just continue on with Liberal forever. What, they've won Prime Ministership, what, three times in our history or something like that, Labor, you know, a handful of times. People just continue on with this Liberal dynamic here in Scott Morrison and it's just so different here in terms of public reaction. So it would be interesting to see, but hopefully there is some action in Canada and it does do that spark for the world. That's all it takes. We've got the power of technology, guys, right? The whole world can see what's happening. They saw what happened at the Melbourne protests in September. They've been watching what's been happening in Australia. You can make an impact and we could have been the ones that started that spark through the world, but hopefully Canada is that one and hopefully it can rebound back here. Yeah. I just hope, as you said, that there is organisation. I'm also worried about in this country of Canada intelligence getting involved and we know what happened at the January, you know, uh, Capitol building Trump, you know, siege that's going on there where they pretty much have just as Dr. TJ Coles explored on TOTTnews.com, there was FBI involvement. There were the, both of the left and the right organisers were brothers of both sides, you yeah. know what I mean? They were infiltrating and that it was an operation to, to frame that as a, an insurrection against the government. So imagine if truckers go into Canberra and stuff and then all of a sudden someone's going into parliament you know, it, it's going to look bad. So just be, I hope there's organisers that are that are wary of this, that are mm. wary that Australia is different from the world and hopefully Canada can win and, and, and spark that thing because that's all we need. They need a victory overseas So just so the Australian people can see why people are doing it. It's almost like people don't understand why people are protesting here. But if there's a victory overseas, they might be able to see, oh, they're protesting because of that. Mm. And then it might go from there, but it'll be interesting to see moving mm. forward. Absolutely. Um, I didn't really have anything else I wanted to add, particularly for this uh, episode, boys, but um, except for one little thing, uh, you know, we, we constantly mention uh, Brave New World and, you know, 1984 and all that sort of stuff on this show. And we, kind of hope that you know all the listeners out there that um you're up to speed with this you've read the books or you know you're familiar with that kind of content because it we use it a lot in in in, uh an analogous sense um with what's happening in the world as well um so i'll put a link in the show notes for folks it's a very handy one so it's to the internet archive guys so you don't need to rush out to a bookstore and buy a book you can get um, PDF versions, you can get audio versions. You know, I re-listened to Brave New World again uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, 1984, re-listened to that one again about a month or so ago, just to kind of bring yourself back up to refreshing the content, you know what I mean? Just to, so it's fresh in your mind again and to, to familiarize yourself with the plan, you know, <laughs> uh, because it need, you need to do it. So I'll put a link in the show notes, guys. So all you got to do is just head over to archive.org um and jump in the search bar there and type in you know a book or you know that's all like i said those brave new world in 1984 other ones other examples of course as well um type it in there and then it'll give you a whole bunch of ones that are available to download and view and listen to and sometimes you can even watch them online as well via the internet archive and it's will cost you nothing other than your own internet connection so Get into it, guys. It's all there available for everyone as well. I'll put that link in the show notes if it's anyone's great. interested. Yep. 
Archive.org is a phenomenal website. That's like so a gem good. of it's a gem of the modern world. You know, it's it's yeah. and so many topics that we've discovered as well, like the history hoax mm. and all of these types of things wouldn't have been possible first without the age of the internet, but second without archive.org. Because there's people you might read a book from 1932, someone scanned that in some library in you know London or Switzerland, you know, like in the middle of nowhere, which Previously, before that, you'd have to go search for that book. Now we can go through and go, all right, what's the sources of this book? Okay, look up that book because it's at an archive.org. You mm-hmm. might have to do some searching, but it's it's there. And then you find it. What are his references? You find it. This would have you would have to scale the whole world to find these types of books before archive.org come in. Yeah. And now you can just do it. And it's led to so many other discoveries, so many other theories about the world and reality. And it really is a gem, you know. I, I donate when I can to that website just to keep it up and running, you know. Oh, it's that good. Yeah, it is. It's it is a, an amazing resource that I really hope uh, everyone can can get on board and have a look at. Even just um, yeah, just have a play, have a look around, guys. And uh, if there's anything you're after on there, like I said, if anyone says, "Oh, have you read this book?" or "Yeah, this you should really look at this. It's interesting stuff," you know. Like I was even I download. I think I downloaded that. Um, what was it? The um, the learned elders of Zion. What's that one again? That um, fuck, I just had it up yeah. before. Uh, I'll bring it up real quick. Uh, the protocols of the learned elders of Zion, because um, I was having a doing a, a swap cast with um, Tam and Stu on um, the clown world and the Covidiots podcast with those boys. And uh, yeah, they, they mentioned, Oh, you guys, have you read that book? I'm like, I've heard of it so many times. And he goes, yeah, yeah. I said, I'll just have a look for it online. And of course I went straight to the arc internet archive and there it is. There's an audio version I can listen to. So uh, I'm big on the audio stuff boys. Cause uh, I like to listen to it while I'm working and stuff. So I just listen to it all. It's, it's the best time I can, you know, you you're working, but listening and learning at the same time. So <laughs> um, yeah, so it's, it's fantastic. Everyone, I hope everyone can get on board and um, yeah, support it as well. If you can. So it's a fantastic resource. Uh, Andy, anything else you wanted to um, to touch base with? Did you want to mention the the RDA group or anything, or anyone interested out there in our area? Um, yeah, uh, look, Might basically, well yeah, we had a had a great little meeting today. We're trying to keep it up monthly. Um, the uh, RDA group, um, Monica Schmidt's group, um, you know, doing wonderful things down there from Melbourne on um, on uh, as much fun, you know, on limited funds and. Uh, We've sort of uh, come together and and trying to form community groups uh, in Logan, southeast Brisbane. So, um, so yeah, it's going nicely, you know. Um, yeah, there's lots of, of um, yeah, of course, there's lots of lots of chatting on um, on the Telegram. We all sort of contribute and and talk about stuff on there and comment on each other's posts and lots of stuff. There's a bit of a lot of online thing happening, but um, yeah, I like what you do when you you say let's go to this park and all catch up and let's go to the next rally in Musgrove park in Brisbane. And, uh, you know, so we had a lot of the guys, Ethan from there at the last one at, um, you know, there was a few, a bunch of people rocked up as well. Um, uh, actually got to meet a few other guys from some other telegram groups as well. Uh, Dave and, and Brendan who came along, big shout out to those boys. Um, yeah, it was good to just to see like more like-minded people and, um, yeah, the reignite democracy Australia is the, um, the main, the main website. And of course, uh, we're in the, the old Lo- Bogan from Logan group. Uh, so <laughs> keeping that one strong. <laughs> uh, but it was good. Yeah, it's good to well, catch up. 
with you and uh, all the other people it's, and get, getting to know them gradually like we don't it's not, for anyone out there listening like you, it's not about you just go and go and meet these people and then automatically you're best friends with them it's not that's not about that it's about you know just meeting people saying g'day becoming familiar faces with them you know like oh yeah this is me on the group you know oh yeah i like what you contribute and talk about stuff talk about current events you know um and then you start to develop more a bit more relationships more of a bond with people you know like uh dave and uh Rocio, you know we've got to sort of chat with them a bit more we gave dave a lift home from the last you know rally in brisbane dropping off i'll oh, drop him off at yep. the at the uh, bus station and stuff um you know it's just good it's, it's good to meet more people like that you know and um yeah definitely yeah, yeah. Well, i really no, like I, I really enjoy it you know the internet is one thing and you've got to have the face you've got to have the face to face yeah 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 but it's just um yeah really really um is much more human to actually you know sit down and have something to eat with someone and drink and and uh, have that personalized um contact with people yeah, so absolutely. so that's what I'm trying to achieve. And the group slowly, all, all of these groups are slowly getting, you know, like good momentum. So, yeah, yeah. it's awesome. Yeah, I hope more people can. Coming. Yeah, you are. You're welcome. I was, we're a little bit late. Like I said, we had the mother-in-law's birthday we had to go to first. Um, so it was a good reason to get away. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Sorry, Mama. But anyway, um, yeah, it was good to get away. And then, I mean, we, we, we intended to come the whole time. We were sitting there chatting. We're like, we're going today, aren't we? Yeah, we're going. Yeah, so, um, yeah. But I hope more people can come along. Um, anyone who's listening in the group, yeah, get along. It's uh, really good to meet everyone there as well. Anyway, we might wrap it up there, boys. Um, that about wraps up uh, this particular episode, number seven, I believe it was. Yep. Um, the season four of the general knowledge podcast we hope uh, we get some more big numbers as well so make sure you share the show uh, put it in your groups get it out there guys and if you have anything interesting you wanted to contribute as well please in the comments and get in touch with us
to what you don't know. 